Hello, folks. Welcome to one more edition of Politics and Radamik. Berto Willis, your host. Thank you so kindly for being a part of the show. We are going to have, what again? What are we going to have? A great show for you today. Breach MCP, welcome aboard. AVQ, welcome aboard. Melanie Keaton, welcome aboard. Wow. What? Who just put a long thing in there? Eric Hayes, that's a long message. No, we're going to get to that, dude. All right, let's see. Uh, what else have we got here? We got uh, Melanie Keaton. We got... Bridge, we got every event, every Herod. Welcome aboard. Uh, we also have, I think I saw May Wood in there. Uh, let's. I want to call people out. May Wood, welcome aboard. Let's see if I missed anybody. If I missed anybody, let me know. I as more come along. But madre mia, that's one long chunk. Okay, starting off, we're gonna have a great show. I'm gonna tell you a story, but let let me get to Rudnan stuff. How, how a bill to protect abortion access failed in the Senate after Republicans blocked the legislation intended to preserve rights established by Roe versus Wade. Democrats vowed to keep fighting with an eye on midterm elections. Republicans in all their obstructionist fervor have just become the dog that caught the car. This will be seen as broadly harmful and will cause a backlash in this year's election. Among other things, you're going to have to listen to what Matthew Dowd had to say. Vladimir Putin says, embarrassed as Russian TV hacked, you have blood on your hands. Some heroic white hat doing good work. I saw that. That was two days ago. Best guess is that this is a Russian citizen who is in hiding. I agree 100% with you. Last one from Ratnin says, the realistic, humane, and just choice. Sanders unveils Medicare for All Act 2022. The NHP was, what is it? NHHP or something like that. National Health Something Physicians. I uh, discussed that as well. I was on a call with them a few days ago. Uh, would transition to the U.S. to a single-payer system over a period of four years, during which the Medicare eligible age would be incrementally lowered from 65, benefits would be strengthened and expanded, and the program would be made available to children under the system that Sanders' bill would usher in. Patients would no longer have to fork over co-pays, deductibles, and premiums, to hugely profitable insurance companies. How I wish Democrats would actually pass this, do something for the people and get broadly approved. You know, Rudnin and everybody that's listening to me, we can get all those things. The things that we have to do first is uh, break the cycle of people believing the lies that the insurance companies have inculcated in people's minds about somehow for profit healthcare can somehow be less expensive and more efficient than single payer. It is impossible. There are, there, there are certain things you can argue about, and there are certain things that are just absolute. The for-profit health insurance system is a failure, and it's, it's not just a failure because it's implemented wrongly. It's a mathematical failure. We all study math. The Powell Manifesto is intent on keeping Americans stupid, so that they don't go ahead and use their minds to understand that mathematically speaking, for-profit health insurance makes absolutely no sense. I mean, it is, it is it, it, you know, that people can even believe there's a possibility that having a for-profit health system over a single-payer system that can be somehow more efficient, it, it, it makes Again, mathematical is, look, if their overhead is 20%, and it's over 20% when you really add everything up, right? And Medicare is 3%. 
you would have to have a wasteful system, a wasteful Medicare system in excess of 20% of your total outlays to make for profit more efficient than Medicare. And that's impossible. I mean, it's math. It is math. Okay, let's see what we got here. Um, yeah, we, we, there, what happened, um, Melanie, is some people came into the thread, some of our regulars, and, and they weren't too kind with their words. I ignored it. Some people don't choose to ignore it. And it's a free, it's a free world. I, I give free choice to everybody in our group. I want us to learn how to be civil with each other, love on each other, whether you agree with each other or not. We are grown-ups here. We shouldn't have to do things like, oh, do, do, you know, I mean, we are grown-ups. Treat first, treat people like you to want them to treat you. That's all, you know, that's all. Okay, Eric, um, let me see, what is Eric talking about? U.S. probe in solar imports strengthens new projects in 2021, 2022, as much as 17.5 gigawatts of planned U.S. solar capacity installation in 2022 are in doubt after the Department of Commerce opened an investigation into panel imports from South Asia. Restad Energy Research shows the U.S. was expected to install 27 gigawatts of solar energy capacity and utility, residential and commercial, with this year, but with rising commodity prices, this new threat of tariffs on in imports. Uh, that's a long article. Can't read all of that. But whatever the case is, uh, you know, uh, I don't know what to tell you there, Eric. I don't know what you're trying to imply there. Solar power is the choice. And as far as tariffs are concerned, uh, you know, I think it's it's your guy who went ahead and messed with some tariffs that I don't know was necessary. I, I don't know. I it's above my pay grade because I hadn't studied it, so I won't say anything. Melanie Killen says, gee, some of the reasoning makes me sick. Okay. Uh, British MTV says, but it was really good interview. Thank you very much. I think of what we're talking about. Uh, British MCP says, but it was really, I mean, uh, Maywood says, been trying to figure out how to vote in the upcoming primaries. Uh, it's simple. Vote, vote, put all your votes into the most progressive person you see and encourage others to vote for the most progressive. Ultimately, the person who gets the most votes will be somebody you'll be voting for in the long run after all. But try to start teaching people progressive, progressive, progressive. All right, let's see. You read Rudnan, why not mine? That's, again, Rudnan has never placed a long article like that, uh, Mike. If you want it, I mean, and not only that, Rudnan does his homework, okay, I, I want to show that we are not biased here. So forgive me, folks, for just taking a 30 seconds to show this. Notice how Rod, uh, Rudnan does. He gets the article. He puts the synopsis of the article. He puts two lines to put his interpretation of the article. And then he gives a link to the article. That way he doesn't have to do what you just did there, my dear brother. So what you do is take notes from Brother Rudnan. Uh, uh, again, I like the way he does his research. Again, just a Sometimes he goes long and I would just read some of it and not read all of it. And I don't think I hear him complain. Sometimes he says, hey, brother, I wish you would read the whole thing. Something like, hey, man, we got a show to run here, brother. Love you all, but can't do it. You know, can't think about it if everybody decided to do that. So th there you go, Eric. It's nothing against you. Brother, you know you're my brother, so stop it. Stop it. Okay. Egberto, sometimes I miss good news and post a day late. <laughs> hey, we all do, brother. We all do. Uh, E2247 says, Fed's open grand jury on former guys' Florida home. 
having classified White House docs. I'd love to hear that. I'd like to examine that a bit more, E2247. Uh, welcome, E2247. I didn't tell you welcome before. It's all good, Michael. We all read the news. Uh, Eric Hayes says, America first. I say humanity first. All right? Um, I, I want to talk to you guys about a, art, a piece. I taped a piece of it, but I didn't get a chance to, in, to fix it. But I want to talk to you about it. Uh, thank you, Melanie. The interview was amazing. I hope you're taking, talking about Rick Smuckler. Uh Merrick Justice Department is silent about the new probe, even though it's breaking international story. Gee, thanks for promises of transparency. I, I worry about that guy sometimes. I really do. I really do. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. Okay, let's see what else we got here. Melanie Keelan says, start us first. <laughs> okay. British MCP says awesome, E2247. Let's see what else we got here. Eric says, Egberto, no manifesto, please. The Unibomber had one, so that is a bad word. Okay, it's not a manifesto then, brother. Let's call it what they called it, the Powell Memo. That's what they called it, the Powell Memo. Okay, Daniel Ledo says, Egberto acts like the only argument against healthcare is how much it costs, but that's not the only argument here to address the government control angle. Single pair does not have to mean government control. I want it to mean government uh, is doing a single pay because I want it to be we, the people of the United States, in order to form a more perfect union. I want it to be we, the people. And since I believe government should ultimately be we, the people, that's who I want in control. Now, the Powell memo taught many people to, to disassociate we, the people, from government. And in doing so, had people have an irrational hate for government, even though the first thing, the first entity they call on after a hurricane, a flood, a disaster, their, 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 their retirement, the first thing they ask for is government. The, the Powell memo was designed to make people irrational about a government they want to remove power from because they don't want the government to be more powerful than any company any corporation at all government must be in my opinion more powerful than any corporation because it's we the people all right maywood uh, that's somebody else eric Hayes says china products are faulty but that is the gist on the tariffs all china products are not faulty and all america products are not without their faults uh look capitalists all over the world are the same they minimize cost in order to maximize profit. And if price minimization will affect the product in such a manner that people stop buying it, the capitalists will say, oh, we, can, we have to make the product just good enough so that people will keep buying it. Okay, Bree says, Egberto Willis, the main part of Eric's piece was this. The investigation comes as domestic US solar companies are concerned about the rise of Chinese manufacturers using cheap raw material and shifting cell uh, and, shifting cell and panel assembly to Southeast Asia to circumvent an existing ban on Chinese imports. You see, Eric, you see what uh, Sister Bridge did? Wait, what Sister, what Sister MCP did? That's what we need to do, brother. Thank you. You said, but the freaking thing is the, is the chat now. Yes, I did. But again, again, let's be pragmatic, sir. All right. Thank you, Eric says. Uh, okay. And, and Bridge did what it is, that the kind of stuff that we want to do. Look at, look at either MCP or Rudnan. Okay, but thank you, guys. And, and look, uh, Eric, put your stuff in there, sir. Put your stuff in the chat. Put the links in the chat so others can see it as well, sir. 
Okay. All right, Maywood says, that's the trick. Even the conservatives are trying to talk like a progressive, exactly. Carl Cox, fossil fuel industry doesn't believe clean, green, renewable energy because they can't control supply price and gouge consumers while their products, coal, oil, and gas destroys it. You know, Carl, that is actually something people need to realize, right? When your raw material is solar energy, wind energy, wave energy, or gravity, meaning uh, hydro, right? When that's your source, when that's your raw material, something that you can't have to keep selling, 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 you suddenly don't like it. Because the only profit is in making the turbines, making the solar cells, and after that is done, that's 20 years of generating electricity off of that one amount of whatever pollution that cell took. It, it lasts 20 years. It's not every day you got to do it every day you got to do it that doesn't work in a capitalist model very well does it all right the capitalist model the consumer type capitalist model require product destruction for replenishment that's it okay egberto e2247 usually has some good articles for the start of the video as well when i don't post enough he always got our backs you guys all have our backs man okay all right Eric Hay says, here is what putting your own political agenda ahead of intended uses for allocated monies look like. Ellis and Garcia trying to divert flood funds based on their definition of need is laughable and leaves people without. Historically, their defined areas have gotten and continues to get funds over and above all. Just unbelievable how these three commissioners throwing in Hidalgo here to get away with this. I completely disagree with you. I haven't read the article, though, but I Hidalgo... A friend of mine is a darn good commissioner, much better than Emmett was, which was an old guy that everybody, including Democrats, used to like. Tom C. says, when it comes to inflation, the GOP can't acknowledge the obvious. Banksters and capitalists are gouging us with high prices to make obscene profits. Exactly. And, you know, I have I, I, I want you to I want you guys to listen to Matthew Dowd. I'm going to play Matthew Dowd right now. And um, the reason why is I, I like his concept, but after, I'd, I'd, I'd like, I would like to be able to integrate more than 10. You see, according to Dowd, what Tom C. just said there, which is, I think, ultimately important to start putting the blame where it belongs on inflation, he thinks that people are a bit more carnal than that. So let's go ahead and play Matthew Dowd. Uh, but I want to set it up first. Yesterday, just as I was getting off politics done right, I started to, I was, I had MSNBC on in the background and Nicole Wallace was interviewing a panel on uh, which appeared Matthew Dowd. And Matthew Dowd started to say some unintuitive things, counterintuitive things about the, the how Democrats should campaign. And I'm like, I started to think about it. Like I said, it's important for us to be able to listen to an opinion and consider changing what we think if somehow that opinion seems thought out and better. And that's how I felt about how Matthew Dowd spoke. So I immediately picked my phone up and texted Matthew and I said, hey man, uh, right after your segment, can you come and do a quick interview for me? And he says, what time? I said, hey, like now, you know, you're about to finish that segment. And he said, okay, I got 10 minutes because he was going on to another segment. So, okay, great. 
sent him the link and we did it. Here is the um, here is the interview. I think it's an important one. Check it out. Welcome to another edition of Politics Then Right. Today I'm with Matthew Dowd. I just heard him say something consequential on MSNBC, and uh, I-, I wanted to hear it for our KPFT audience, for our audience at large. Matthew, welcome to Politics Then Right again. How are you doing today? I'm great, man. Always great to be with you. Hey, let me tell you, you gave uh, some great advice. I think uh, to some it may be counterintuitive to Democrats. I want you to please tell some of us what you think is going to be necessary to win the election. It's not inflation. It's not all these other things. Talk to me. Sure. So it, it, as, uh, as I laid out, there, there, we, we have this divergence right now between what, jo- what, what Joe Biden's approval is and how people feel about the Democrats and how they want to vote. And so there's this opportunity of people that one dislike, both dislike Donald Trump and dislike Joe Biden. It's this group of voters and they're very divergent. They're black, Hispanic, and they're white. And so they're all over the map, but they're people that are sort of unsatisfied right now with Trump and with Biden at the moment. That group of voters right now is very available, but it's only available if Democrats talk about it in the right way. And so Democrats have an advantage on a number of issues and Republicans have an advantage on a few issues. Right now, Republicans have an advantage on, on inflation and the economy. And Democrats have an advantage on democracy, voting rights, rights of all, choice, and education. And if I were advising any Democrat, as I would any campaign that I would run, is you always want to spend 90% of your time talking about the issues that you have an advantage on. And those issues I just mentioned should be coming out of the mouths of Democrats almost the vast majority of the time. Yes, deal with and answer questions related to inflation and economy and present the facts and all that, but that's on the Republicans' turf. Democrats should be arguing a broad case based upon constitutional rights, based upon democracy, and based upon all the things that the voters, these voters, these persuadable voters, care about. If they do that and do that in a compelling way, they can win these races that otherwise people think they're going to lose. You know, I find it, you know, like I said, when I was listening to you, um, when I'm listening to people, I try to listen to them in a fashion that not trying to argue with them, but try to see what I can learn from it. And then the first thing when you started talking, I said, this is the guy who worked with George W. Bush and got him elected when he should not have been elected. Uh, maybe I should do a little bit of listening to 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 something of that that nature, because that is something that is really counterintuitive. Uh, you would think that we want to tell people we are going to be able to serve you all these things. We tell them that. But we also have to hit another core group. Yes, say you? Uh, absolutely. And I think Democrats have a tendency to get wrapped up in thinking that they're going to present an argument that is going to appeal to people's economic self-interest. Voters, by and large, do not vote their economic self-interest. They care about it, but that's not how they vote. They vote on what, they're, they, what they think is of a concern to their community and what they think is what something that's really under assault or they really want to impress upon candidates and impress upon people that's important to them. I, as I said on the show earlier, I said that in 2004, the number one issue was the economy. We hardly ever talked about it in the Bush campaign. The, not the number one, we talked about national security because we knew we had an advantage on national security. And so our goal was to make the campaign completely as best we could about national security. And on election day, those swing voters voted based on national security. And that's really how we won that race. 
Let me tell you, Matthew, insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. I am, you know, I have to put that through my thought process, but I am now having a tendency to think that we better start taking some of that advice. Any, any closer you want to give us with respect to how the hell can we make sure we don't turn into a theocracy, we don't turn into a fascist state in 2022? I would raise the, the raise, bring the stakes of this debate up as high as possible. Don't go down in the weeds and talk about 22 different issues, which Democrats sometimes have a tendency to do. Pick, as I said, the one or two or three that resonate, that are basically based in our country's history, that will make us a more perfect union, and talk about those day in and day out and bring every single question back to it. If somebody asks about the economy, you can make an argument Democrats have always been good on the economy and then quickly good say, if you're worried about the economy, you're not going to be able to do anything about that if you lose your voting rights or if you lose X rights. Bring every single issue back to those issues that Democrats have an advantage on. Matthew, don't you have a new book out or don't you? Last year, right? Uh, Yeah, it it came out. It's uh, Revelations on the River and people can get it on Amazon or at the bookstore. I'll have that in the in the blog post for this. Thank you so kindly for making this little snippet in between segments. So you have a wonderful rest of your day. Bless you, brother. Bye-bye. Thank you. Yeah, I I really wanted to get that because that really spoke to me. That really spoke to me. And then I, I after I after I spoke to him, I went back election after election, right? And I said we didn't get Carrie, we didn't get Gore. We got Obama, and then I looked at how Obama campaigned, how Gore campaigned, how, uh, uh, how Bush campaigned, and how Kerry uh, campaigned. And by gosh, and how Trump campaigned. I, help, I hate putting Trump in there as well. And the man is right. Um, we would have, if people only looked at your economic interest, we wouldn't have a for-profit health insurance plan, uh, system. If people only looked at their self-interest, there are so we wouldn't have capitalism, right? But like I've said with the Powell memo and other and other uh, documents and other misinforming of that goes on in America, they are doing. They they know the buttons to push, so that you would take other interests over your own you know it, it is amazing it's amazing so i mean I, I you know i'm going to start uh, I, I am going to listen to that wording and in some of my wordiology in my blogs i'm going to i'm going to take the advice and, and we should all take this advice and the, the part that he says that i think is important is as follows he said um talk about the economy we're going to bring down inflation, etc. But we cannot bring down inflation, etc. Because of, you know, you can't do anything if you lose your voting rights. A, a woman can't get a good job if she has no rights to her own body. And we can go issue after issue after issue after issue and follow that type of scenario. Because unless we do, that's how it is. Now, as you guys know, Rick Scott, right? Uh, let me let me check the, the the things here to see if I need to do anything first in here. Uh, Eric says, so after 20 years, how do you dispose of said renewable sources? Uh, you ever heard of that thing called recycling? Uh, you can actually recycle silicon. You can actually recycle 
all the pieces that make up the photovoltaic uh, cells. So there's your answer. Recycle. That's what it's all about. Uh, AVQ says, damn, went four characters over the limit. Michael says, Daniel Lido, yes, government is the most powerful entity in our country, but do you ever wonder why the monopoly and violence is rarely, if ever, applied against those who are actually screwing the people? Exactly. You know, I, and you know what I always wonder? When people say government is government is getting too big okay let's let's pause let's posit that government is getting too big would you prefer exxon to be bigger in other words are you willing to cede you want a monarchy again are you willing to cede your freedom not to we the people but cede your freedom to a few capitalists whose only interest is to make a few more bucks on you see a lot of people don't take it to the second step they just stop at government too big or the government or whatever, the government, the government, the government, government, that's what they stick at, right? As opposed to saying, no, let's do better. Because if it's not government, we the people, people that we vote in, it's going to be shareholders. Who do you prefer to be governed by? A government that you elect or shareholders that are there to make a buck on your back? Buck on your back. I like that. Buck on your back. Boyd. 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 Or you prefer a boyd. <laughs> All right, let's see. Wow, Matthew has got some things wrong. People do vote for economic policy decisions as they drive everything. This is possible monitor. No, not really. Again, otherwise, if that's the case, Bush, uh, like he explained. Again, this is, the, this is what concerns me about you, Brother Eric. This guy gave the example. The economy, Bush 2004 economy was in shambles. It was a mess. And Democrats should really have fought on the economic terms. And whenever he tried to bring it to national security, they should have weaned it right back to the economic, their economic security, right? But Democrats didn't do that. They, they talked security. When Bush was talking security, Democrats and, and Kerry and all of them were like, we're just as strong. We're just as strong. Look, look, look. And then, when, <laughs> then they get pictures with Kerry looking like a frat boy. And they, they made, as he said, they made national security the issue. And in doing so, the, the Democrats joined them on that platform. What the Democrats were supposed to do, were supposed to do, is to bring them onto their platform. You hear what he said, 90-10. In other words, the points that you are strong on, you stay on that platform and bring everything back to that platform. And that is what you do. Now, if, if you doubt it, again, like I said, if people really cared about their pocketbook, they wouldn't be capitalists. They wouldn't be. I'm sorry. It's a system that extracts. Again, you don't want to take it because, again, indoctrination have a tendency to do that to people, right? In other words, a capitalist makes a little piece on everybody's labor, right? And a bigger piece than you do. So let's, let's get real, guys. Let's get real. All right, let's see what else we got here. But he says, I, I would think, Eric, you think that way for sure. But obviously, this guy did some research. He didn't, uh, Breach, he didn't only do research. The reason I want him on or wanted him on right away. This was Bush's advisor for 2004. This is one of the guys who wrote Bush's co comeback in 2004. Matthew Dowd. I remembered well from the time when he did uh, all these different shows for Bush. This was the guy instrumental in writing Bush's comeback plan. It's not like it's done up, pulled it out of the air. That's what it is. 
And the mere fact that people vote for what, the way they vote proves it. The worst vote people ever made was for Trump. People got hurt so badly for Trump. And they are granted, they're willing to do it again. Okay, unless we make the case that Dowd is talking about there. Okay, Michael, let's see what else we got. Uh, Eric, uh, Eric Bree says, hey, yes, studies and stats can be leaning. Uh, Michael Rodman says, getting ideas from going back to our origins, perhaps listen to the first chapter of the U.S. Declaration of Independence. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights among these things are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. So often, conservatives uh, forget that. And the reason they, the corporations have led conservatives and neoliberals, let's not excuse the neoliberal Democrats out of there, it is in their best interest that Americans don't see things that way. Because if they see things that way, then corporations are in deep caca. But he's also say, I think the national security makes sense to many, but especially men. Egberto Willis, can you put this up? Of course I can put that up. Uh, let's see. I'll go ahead and get that baby up right now. There it is. I think it is. It says... I'm going to read it for you, uh, Bridge MCP. It says, women ages 18 to 118, when it is time to vote, please do so in your own self-interest. It's what men have been doing for years, which is why the world looks so much like them. But don't forget, we are the largest voting body in this country. Let's make it look more like us, Michelle Williams. I'm going to tell you something. I want women leaders. I want women presidents. I, I serve on boards, several boards right now. And I consistently uh, push and ask women to take leadership positions in these boards. And I, like I tell them all the time, I want to serve them, right? And, I, I, and what I, it, it, this isn't altruism or anything like that. What I said in one of my last board meetings is, it, it started to get wild and one person shouting at the other, etc. But these were all men, right? And a few women got into it, but they were there defending the men. So I, I called up a couple of the women and I said, look, the, the reality is you guys just need to take leadership position. And, you know, things would run a lot smoother. Let's look at how Germany was run uh, compared to how it's been run in the past. Let's look at Australia. Let's look at New Zealand. Let's look at uh, uh, Iceland. In these times, women make much better heads of states than men. Uh, they care. They, they, I don't. I, I can't say if it's biology or it is uh, nurture. I my hunch is that it's nurture. But they make much better leaders for what we need in society right now. And anytime it's a woman up against a man, as long as it's a progressive, like if I was a, I was a Bernie, really Bernie supporter, but I know that if Elizabeth Warren really stood a chance, there's a good chance that uh, given that I thought she could have carried the mantra, I think uh, there's some level of empathy that she would possess that Bernie still ceased to have. So that's my spiel.
and let's continue. I, I had I was going to play another interview that I did, uh, with, but it's more local, so I'm going to let that one slide with our Peace and Justice Center. If you want to listen to that one, go to our podcast for um, our KPFT show. You can either listen to that at kpft.org, or you can wait till I put the podcast up tonight at, um, at uh, anchor.fm. That is where all my podcasts are as well, anchor.fm, anchor.fm. By the way, you can subscribe to my podcast all over, anchor.fm. You can say we can be, do subscriptions there if you want to, the whole shebang. So, so that's what I'm, I'm, I'm going to do. So I'm not going to play, uh, I'm not going to play Bill Cozier today on here because, like I said, I did it at KPFT earlier. I just did it here in case I didn't have material that you guys wanted to talk about. But since you guys are always giving me material, I defer to you. Bridge, I mean, uh, let's see. Uh, Eric Hayes says, recycling fan blades, not sure they're check-in. Let's see, recycling fan blades, not so sure they're check-in. They're, they're uh, no, 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 no. I, I, let me tell you. A lot of the, some of the blades are made out of carbon fiber, right? All these items can be recycled, okay? Uh, there, are certain, there are certain elements that they're so, um, they're so melded together that the recycling cost is greater than building it anew. What has to occur in that, those conditions, in my humble opinion, is until the recycling methodology is improved, we don't just throw them into a landfill. We actually throw them into storage, if you know what I mean. So there are a lot of ways to mitigate all of that, Eric. So I mean, um, I, I I think I, I think you're looking at a problem seeking a solution seeking a problem, in my opinion. Um, AVQ says, yeah, but YouTube 200 character limit is kind of annoying. Nothing I can do about it. I'm on Twitch for the reason of 500 characters. I hear you, brother. I didn't design YouTube. But I got to be on all of them. Daniel says, LOL, y'all don't even understand the philosophical concept of monopoly of violence. How do we debate that kind of ignorance? Well, I tell you what, Eric, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take your bait on this one. Enlighten me, please. Please enlighten me. And I promise to read it. Enlighten me. Just make sure there's no obscenities or condescension to anybody. But enlighten me, please. Eric says, Egberto, why would the government let military manufacturers overcharge for items? Why? You, 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 oh, so you, you agree with me on that one. That is easily regulated, right? So this might get more on board with government decisions. If they did not waste freaking monies, government thinks they have endless funds that leads to waste. All right. The government isn't building the equipment. They're buying it from private, the private sector. And the private sector are the ones that corrupt government. Okay, government isn't some monolithic thing, Eric. Let, let's give an example. You are a person that does accounting and you're a fiscal, you, you're going to do things right. When you decide you can run for government and when you get into government, you can make sure that you are not bribed to create that exact thing that you just spoke about, which is true. You are absolutely right, sir. But you have got to do your part. Okay? It's the military-industrial complex own Republicans and they own Democrats. They own neoliberal Democrats is what I should say. They own them both. 
why don't we fight together for that as opposed to fighting against each other on false ideology? Think about that. All right, Bush 2004 invaded Iraq on a lie. Yes, and he still got reelected. Why? Because Matthew Dow told you why. He explained why. They made you look at what they wanted you to look at. Oh, it's that time. Uh, let me do my ask and then I'll be right back, folks. I'll be right back. But that is the answer. That is the real answer. That is the real answer. But anyhow, here we go. And then we'll be right back to the show. Dr. Willis, as host of Politics Done Right, a progressive radio media show on Pacifica Networks, KPFT 90.1 FM Houston, that engages all ideologies. I found that our political angst isn't mostly ideological. There is a well-designed effort by many in power to control us. If we are at each other's throats, we are less likely to demand our economic and local wishes. In that light, I wrote three books. I wrote the first one titled, As I See It, Class Warfare, The Only Resort to Right-Wing Doom to Describe the Entire Economy in a Manner We Can All Understand. It highlights why it was designed to pill for most as it empowers a few, the chosen. The second book, titled, It's Worth It, How to Talk to Your Right-Wing Relatives, Friends, and Neighbors, Take It to the Next Level. After understanding how the system pilfers, it is incumbent that we can speak to our peers to empower a change. The third book, How to Make America Utopia, Take Away the Economy from Those Who Rigged It, gives us a place to land. After learning about our economy that is dysfunctional for most and learning how to engage the other side, we point out what would make an economy that works for all. Each book stands on its own, but together they provide the full picture. Please consider getting one or more. You will undoubtedly learn, be entertained, and help us continue the mission with our blogs, articles, videos, and books. All right, folks. So please consider getting the book. You can get my book at, uh, oops, let's see. Did I have the keyboard on the wrong system? You know, I, I have three systems controlled by one keyboard, so sometimes I get all looked up. There we go. Okay, maybe that's not going to work. Let's see if the pace works. There we go. You can get the books at politicsandright.com slash books, politicsandright.com slash books. Please consider supporting us likewise on at Patreon, politicsandright.com slash Patreon. Patreon is spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N, P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Uh, I have a, a, I'd like to ask you as well, if you are on YouTube right now, go ahead and click that join button. Please become a part of our PDR Posse on YouTube. Just click that join button and I guarantee you, yep, it's uh, the keyboard, it's the keyboard, it's the keyboard, it's the keyboard. All right, so go ahead and click that join button. Uh, let's see if the keyboard is going to wake itself back up and allow me to hit it and it did not. So let me go ahead and do it the old-fashioned way. Patron, you can also support us by going to PayPal, politicsdoneright.com slash PayPal. PayPal is spelled, well, you know how to spell PayPal, P-A-Y-P-A-L. Uh, politicsandright.com says PayPal. There you go. There is the link. It's still not working. You can get the link right there. Let's see. Paste in, in there. You know, it's a good thing when you know computers, you can do things in a lot of this, the, the same thing in a lot of different ways. Okay. Uh, so again, politicsandright.com says PayPal. Please consider visiting our store, politicsandright.com says store. Get our t-shirts or, or mugs, all that good stuff to help us keep giving the message okay all right let's continue the program um uh let's see where i was i have to scroll back up to find where i last left off uh it looks like carl cox says uh we the people all peoples are in this together if we don't work together for clean energy affordable housing medical care affordable education consumer rights 
democracy. I agree, but here we are doomed. But here's the thing, Carl. Here's my, my, my concern. I remember South Africa. And it took a long time before a majority of the population decided to assert their strength of majority and take control of the town. Uh, so, I mean, uh, you think about it, psychology is the most important thing. If I, I can put you in chains or I can put your mind in chains, it's a lot more effective to put your mind in chains because if I have your mind in chains, I can get away and do anything I want with you. And that is why we spend so much time trying to talk to people's minds, to empower their minds. Because that is where it's all at. And you know who knows that? The plutocracy knows it. That's why the Koch brothers invest in all those think tanks like uh, the, the Heritage Foundation, etc. Because they can put out lies in a plausible form. It gives them plausible deniability when they're found because it's that group that said that. But in the same time, we've, we've screwed up enough people's minds. That West Virginia elected somebody who, voted, who would vote against, against the things that make their state better. West Virginia decided that they could not elect the person who's going to educate their kids, build their roads Instead, they go with one who decided not to. If I got your mind, I own you. And that's why I remember those that went earlier on with drugs. They used to have this, um, this ad on TV that uh, they used to have the egg one first. This is your, this is your brain on, on eggs. I mean, on, on drugs, like an egg, right? But no. The best one I saw was, this is your brain in chains. And what I find, a lot of people, especially on the right, and I don't mean to be condescending, but in this case, I have the facts to back it up. Well, I always have the facts to back things up. But when you consider that I can point to you that when oil was at a certain price before, the, amount, the price that they charged was not what they're charging now. When I can show that there's still supply of oil, and these guys are just picking your pockets. And at the same time, instead of looking at the guys picking your pocket, you say, hey, Biden, it's you. In other words, right? I'm watching the thief go into my pocket. I'm watching Exxon. I'm watching Conoco. I'm watching Shell. They're all going into my pocket and taking that money and saying, here, shareholder, take Egberto's money. Take British MCP's money. Take Eric's money. Take Ledo's money. And then Bridge and Carl Cox and, and all the others, all my other progressives are going to say, look at what those damn oil companies are doing. We got to shut them down. And then, of course, we have Eric and Ledo saying, wait a minute, it's Biden's fault. And then you say, okay, let, let's, let's go, let's postulate what you're saying. Who could drop the price of oil today? Biden or, or uh, the oil companies, right? You'll say, oh, well, Biden could. I said, no, he couldn't. But government could. Government could. 
we could say we are going to stop the thievery. We're going to stop the theft. We are going to stop these crooks from executing. And we are going to nationalize the oil industry today. Watch how, uh, and, and, and by the way, we're going to put the price at cost. In other words, whatever it is that gasoline costs is what it's going to sell for. Then people say, well, how are you going to mitigate supply issues as people rush to buy cheap oil? That's not how it's going to work. We will put, to, put in mitigating factors in there to ensure that profit isn't made, but at the same time that people can't gouge. You know, people have the belief that there's some mythical market that can control that. Let me tell you what the mythical market does. And this is important for people to understand this. I want people to understand it. People always talk about supply and demand, right? Here's what supply and demand means. We raise the prices of something, right? So that the demand for that something will fall. And everybody buys into that, right? It's true. If you increase the price of something, ultimately, if there's not enough money to chase that something, the demand for that thing will fall. And as the demand falls, the, the manufacturer will say, oh, I got to reduce the prices to keep selling this stuff. That's, one, that's not a theory. That's how things work. But let me tell you how else things work, right? Or let me tell you what that means. That means that you are always, when I tell you our system is biased towards the wealthy, this is what I mean. Think about it. Think about that simple concept. Everybody believes in the supply and demand stuff, and, and we eat it up like it's a fair thing, and we just reduce the amount of stuff people use. It's fair. No. The supply and demand system in oil, the supply and demand system in all these other things of necessity is a, is a complete attack on the middle class and the poor why guess who can always afford as prices go up the wealthy so what you're saying is the wealthy will always have necessities whether you need it or not but you if you need it supply and demand says unless the wealthy stops buying more you can't have it you see, people don't, people don't expand these things out to what it ultimately means. Let's leave it to the market. The market is an interesting thing. The market, first of all, is, I like to call it the mythical market because that's what it is. Let me read the things real quickly now. Daniel Ledo says, just like the concept of court packing known for over a century to mean one thing, but in their ignorance, you hear Egberto and his disciples use the phrase incorrectly. The intellectuals had, that taught them uh, this incorrect usage knew they were twisting it political ends. But unfortunately, the foot soldiers actually believe the new politicized definition and make fools of themselves stating it. In fact, all of us know exactly what court packing is, sir. I don't know anybody in this room who does not understand what court packing is. But to, for us to say that we want to call what... Um, what uh, O'Connell did as virtual court, court pracking because he was able to assign judges on false pretenses, it has the same effect. Come on now. Nobody in this, nobody listening to politics done right doesn't know that. All our listeners are smart folk. Egberto, women are generally more empathetic than men, make, uh, making them better leaders because they care more about the people. And yes, combination of nature and nurture. Thank you, brother. 
Uh, let's see what else we got here, Eric. I mean, let's see what else we got from people. Like, I gotta scroll down. Michael Segberto, yeah, we need to do better about this. According to the AP, Americans generate more than 267 million tons of solid waste every year. In 2017, 94.2 million tons of that waste was either recycled or composted. That's only about 35% of the total amount. And when you take into account that only 8% of the discarded plastics were recycled, that year things start to look pretty unsettling. Well, you know, if you take a look at fish right now, we're eating a lot of plastic that are in fish. The article examines publicly available evidence to, date, to, to date relying on three types of information. Thank you, sir. All right, Daniel Lowe says, nothing to enlighten Egberto. Monopoly of violence means that a corporation can never be more powerful than the government. And that's where you're wrong, right? Exxon, as long as Exxon has the government in its thrall, it's more powerful in, in, implicitly. In other words, functionally, I should say, functionally. Exxon is functionally more powerful than the government until the government reasserts its authority. Until we, the people, reassert our authority. So your statement is, is patently false. Provably false. Provably false. Okay, Egberto, mind putting this one up? Tom Daschle quote up. What does it say, Radin? Let's see. Uh, a typical United States senator spent two-thirds of the last two years of their term raising money that is so true u.s representatives i'm not a particular about the u.s representatives group though i know who they are i in fact i know some of the leaders in there personally well, you know we go to some of the conferences together uh, i'm not impressed with the group because i think it's a neoliberal group but that is a true statement um that's fine that's a true statement uh let's go ahead and continue uh let's see what we got here uh what we got here para ver, para ver. tom c says Daniel Ado, you seem to assume that might makes right. U.S. is a country of laws and rights. Government is prevented from using military against private entities or citizens by the Constitution. Peggy Lopez says the way uh, for us to change the values of our elected official is for us to buy them. We need to donate to campaigns of progressive candidates. Then they will work for us. I love you, Peggy. You're absolutely right about that. Dave Smith says, if you want to see live cameras at our southern border and... And talking to border agents live, telling you the truth. Watch Fox News. I know Fox News is a bastion of truth. Uh, Bridge MCP said, Egberto Willis, if Biden released all the oil, why did prices go up 40 cents a gallon? You know why? Because it could. AVQ, you're leaving us early, but still love you, brother. Uh, replying to, let's see what else we got here. Melanie Keelan says, see ya. See ya, Melanie. Have a good one. Eric A. said, Egberto, pucker up as we are all about to pay more when oil price hits $150, don't, I, I don't doubt you, sir. Uh, Tom C. says, Bridge MCP, it doesn't matter what Biden does. Gas prices are going up because our companies have oligopolistic pricing power and will keep raising prices regardless of supply. You're absolutely right. Karl Marx was a philosopher and economics and uh, economic as a discipline of study began in ethics, which was where Marx most studied while writing for u.s newspapers yeah okay uh, i have one more to show you and that is our girl uh jen saki and then we'll be out of here check this out we'll take it on the other side man we are going to miss 
uh, Jen Psaki. But you know what? She has a good replacement in Corrine Jean-Pierre. But here is the deal. I mean, we know that Rick Scott, Senator Rick Scott of Florida, came up with an 11-point plan in which it's going to turn out that they're going to tax um, most middle class and poor Americans because they said everybody must pay income taxes, even though everybody pays taxes of many different forms, but they just don't make enough income to, to do anything. But anyhow, uh, now Republicans are starting to see the folly. They're, they're running away from this plan. Some of them are, but others have really praised it, including the chairman of the party. Well, you know, uh, uh, yet another reporter attempting to get at the Biden administration. You kind of wonder why is it they're always coming at Democrats this way, but they, in, in their attempt to try to... Uh, to disparage the administration came and said, well, you know, most Republicans are not signing on to Rick Scott plan, to which Jen Psaki had quite a bit to say. Check this out. So today the president said that a majority of Republicans have signed on to Senator Scott's tax plan. Um, that does not seem to be the case. Senator Scott said that today. Mitch McConnell had said that the party is not behind this. Are there any Republicans that you can think of or the president might be referencing that is currently behind this? Do you count the chairman of the Republican committee as an important Republican? He is the chairman of a committee, but if no other Republican... She is, it's actually a she, the chairman of the Republican party. So Chairman Ronna McD McDaniel praised uh, Senator Scott's proposal as a, quote, clear plan for Republicans that offers, quote, real solutions. She's the chairwoman of the party. Rick Scott is not a random senator. He is literally in charge of winning back the Senate for Republicans and what the plan is. So he is the person who's put forward this plan. Mm -hmm. Senator Ron Johnson has called the congressional GOP plan a, quote, positive thing. Senator Mike Braun has said he was, quote, glad Rick did it. Senator Tommy Tuberville said he was, quote, on board with the congressional GOP plan. Congressman Matt Gates said he was, quote, proud of Senator Rick Scott for providing this bold agenda. So not only that, which seems to be quite a range of Republicans, but there isn't an alternative plan they've put forward. So it's either this put together by the person who is leading the effort to win back the Senate or nothing. And the president this morning talked about what his plan is. If they have an alternative plan, we would welcome them putting it forward. So as you can see, this reporter was completely unprepared. First of all, she didn't realize that the chairman of the Republican Party was a woman, numero uno. Numero dos, she didn't realize that that a good spokesperson for the administration would have all those quotes that pointed out that there are several Republicans who were urging Rick Scott on to screwing Americans the way they are used to doing. So again, once again, we have to say be prepared. But you know what? Once again, we see she shines yes she shines anyhow folks we're we're at the end of the program yes yes e2247 nationalize all all oil companies i agree dave smith says hunter biden's lawyer just paid a two million dollar tax bill for him you can look it up for yourself why would i want to look it up i don't care i honestly don't care you guys can bring hunter biden julie biden tito biden whatever is he doing anything to run the country? No. Did I ever bring up uh, Trump's daughter and and try to make Trump constantly bring her? I just said their daughter, her daughter, his kids were crooks. They were in the administration. His daughter was in the administration, so she was fair game. His son wasn't. We just tease him for being a rather inept person. Come on, guys. Come on. You can bring Biden. Who cares? I will not cover Biden. 
I will not cover Biden because Biden is inconsequential. Anyway, folks, please, please, please support us at uh, the, the way to support the all encompassing way to support Politics Done Right is at politicsdoneright.com slash support politicsdoneright.com slash support. Please visit that right here. I'm putting it in the queue right now. Please go ahead and choose a manner in which to support us the best you can. We do what's necessary to tell the truth. Whatever, Dave, don't care. Plus, the site's postings are far, far right. I mean, I don't even care about Hunter, you know, Biden. I mean, how does he affect us? He doesn't. Anyhow. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Done Right, folks. And you know how I end this, baby. I just say it this way. I am what? Out. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.